Is it really the good old hockey game? Well, new statistics and new information shows that Canadians have, well, shall we say, conflicted feelings about hockey? Recent data from Angus Reid reveals that more than half of those who have played or coached youth hockey say they think that the treatment of women and girls by young male hockey players is misogynistic and it's disrespectful. And the sentiment actually increases among those who didn't play but identify as having spent time around the game, those that go to the rink, the close family, the, you know, the family members that you know, take the kids to all of the games. Shashi Curl is president at Angus Reid and joins me to talk about the, this new information. I, I, were you surprised, Shachi, at all by the stats here? You know, that's a question I'm often asked, Alan, and I, I always try to say we go into these inquiries as, as, you know, with as blank a mind as we try to have because you just don't know what you're going to come back with. But I would say it's pretty striking that people close to the game are those who are identifying some of these what we would call culture issues with youth and amateur hockey. You know, because sometimes when these conversations happen, and, and you'll know it from, from talking to your audiences and to your listeners, that, you know, a lot of folks will say, look, you know, people who don't know anything about the game are the ones uh, saying that we've got issues with, the, with disrespect or bullying or exclusion or racism or, or problems the way women are treated in the game. Uh, but when it is those who have that proximity and that lived experience with rink life, whether you're a hockey mom or a hockey dad, someone who plays yourself, or coached or managed a team or volunteered in a different way, when you have majorities of that group who has lived that hockey life uh, pointing out some of these issues, it is pretty, pretty big. Yeah, and that number that I quoted, six, or 63% is actually the number of the sentiment of those that didn't play but you know, report those kind of, yeah. uh, seeing those sort of things around the rink. And the other thing that just jumped right out at me is uh, the percentage of, of, is it coaches or, or those that see that uh, young players are bullying others outside of the rink? Yeah, so people who have played and people who have coached, uh, definitely picking up on the bullying angle. Either that, that it's something that is uh, uh, happening with players bullying players or even coaches bullying players. And again, if you're somebody who uh, has been around it and you're saying, yes, this is a significant problem, or even if it's a small problem, uh, it speaks to what's happening at the rink. And what I think is really important about these data and this study, Alan, is that it speaks to the fact that people at and around the rink who have been around rinks in their lives are actually calling this out and identifying it and saying, yes, this is a thing. And, you know, it's not all bad news. I think is it the headline, obviously, and what's grabbing attention is the fact that you've got people with lived experience of youth and recreational hockey saying, yeah, it has some problems with the way it treats women and girls. It has problems with the way it treats people who are a different color or black or indigenous or a visible minority. It has issues with bullying. But they're also, these folks who are identifying these issues are far more likely to say, uh, 
it's actually getting better. The problems are improving. We're working on it rather than say that the issues are getting worse. So they're alive to it. That's what they're telling us. They also tell us that they think things are starting to get better, in part because we're talking about these issues. I'm speaking with Shachi Curl, a president uh, at uh, Angus Reed. And the other thing that jumped out at me is, is, you know, this sort of dichotomy between, you know, the this sort of negative perception of some of the things that are happening. But at the same time, people reporting like this is this is a fabric of our life. This is, you know, this is absolutely vital and key to our self-identity and our community. Oh, yeah. Let's be absolutely clear. No one is 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 saying that uh, hockey is is. Uh, toxic or or overall the game and its role in Canadian communities or the fabric of Canadian society is a, is a negative role. Overwhelming majorities agree that, you know, hockey gives Canadians a sense of community, that it's a strong part of Canada's identity, that it's something that teaches young people positive traits like hard work and perseverance or, or it preps kids for life beyond the rink, there are very, very strong levels of agreement with all of those things. And I think when we hold, as we do in this country, hockey as close to our hearts, and when it is such a part of our lived experience, Alan, you know, two-thirds of Canadians have some lived experience or closeness to youth or recreational hockey in this country. So it's a big part of our culture, and hockey culture is a big part of Canada, but when that young or amateur level hockey culture then, you know, kind of follows on into the juniors, follows on into the NHL, we're dealing with the suspension around some very serious allegations against Vancouver Canucks player Jake Bertanen around possible sexual misconduct or assault, right? These are the conversations we're having. But nobody is suggesting that, you know, hockey's broken. But when something we hold so close and cherish so much and it's such a big part of our life, has some flaws or has some problems, we talk about it, call it out. And I think this is a perhaps a, uh, a late extension of what is happening in corporate culture and what is happening in other parts of our lives as we, we begin to kind of hopefully re-examine uh, unconscious bias, re-examine the, uh, the treatment, of uh, the racialized employees that we work with or, or women or, or just, you know, just rethinking, I think, a, a lot of, of things. And I think it's important to do. And I think this is just an extension of that as we move into something that is so key to Canadian culture, which is youth hockey. Absolutely. I think as people are becoming sort of more conscious of these issues, as, as you very eloquently laid out, in, in different facets of our life, in the workplace, in our homes, in our families, at school, in other places, you know, it's, it's going to be part of a conversation around the rink. And, you know, changing demographics, Alan, uh, more and more players who, who are coming from uh, other parts of the world or, or who are born to parents who, who came from outside Canada to live in this country, they're becoming part of the game. That's a change. It's a transition. Transitions are sometimes painful. Uh, we're encouraging young women and girls to play more hockey. Um, and so what we see, for example, with, with campaigns such as the NHL's, you know, hockey is for everyone, they're alive to it. And there's a business aspect to it, too, because they need to pick up the next generation of hockey fans. Uh, there's, there is definitely a business element, but there's also a culture element. And, uh, and I think as Canada changes demographically, 
we're going to have some of these conversations. Chachi, it's a great conversation to have, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing some of this information. Thank you again. Thanks for having me.